Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast, produced by the Small Biz Thoughts Technology Community, with your hosts, Amy Babinchek, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Welcome to a special edition of the SMB Community Podcast. I'm joined today by one of my employees, <laughs> Dylan Dahlquist. So, um, Lots of people have more than one job. All of my employees have more than one job. So obviously the most important job Dylan does is for me, but he owns his <laughs> own business on the side. And one of the reasons that I brought him on board is his specialty with Google AdWords. And so we're gonna talk a little bit about that. And I think you'll be amazed at what kind of stuff you can do out there. So welcome Dylan, tell us, how did you get into this? Okay, so um, I have a background that you're aware of, of in research science was actually where I started. And I um, started in research science with chemistry and doing a bunch of all kinds of weird science projects. And at one point I realized that I just didn't want to do that anymore but I still liked the complexity of the work. Mm -hmm. But what I found was that I really enjoyed was communicating these complex ideas. And so to get into communications, I turned to marketing because marketing is the business of communicating ideas just for profit. And I got into Google ads because when I had some meetings with some local CEOs in, uh, in Sacramento, they, they were, I was starting in social media marketing because if you do not have a degree in marketing, that's kind of where you start. <laughs> <laughs> because anybody can start up in social media marketing. Um, that's why it's such a heavily impacted industry. So, I was talking with one of the marketing CEOs here in Sacramento and he, he was the one who told me, forget social media marketing, go into Google AdWords. Because it's the only thing that matters. It's the only thing that matters. And if I'm having a conversation with you about your business and you ask me the very reasonable question, how much business have you brought me? How much have you increased my revenue? If I'm a social media marketer, that's a very difficult question. <laughs> it says, well, you know, uh, I'm giving you exposure. Well, <laughs> how, how much exposure? $1,200 a month uh, exposure? $1,000 a month exposure? And even with the exposure, if you're just purely social media marketing, meaning you are managing Facebook, LinkedIn accounts and stuff like that, it's hard to even measure exposure because right. there's gonna be people that look at it and then you don't get to track that metric. You get likes and comments. Well, and there's also online tools that you can subscribe to. That, exactly. Well, that, you know, you can look up what your score is and they'll say, oh yeah, like, you know, I have a score maybe of C plus on Facebook. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, trust me, uh, I, I have a pretty good engaged audience on Facebook, so I don't, I don't know what they're measuring, but right. it's not the real world. <laughs> it's not the real world. and. It's somebody else's metric and well, we've, I think we've spent enough time like uh, downplaying social media marketing, <laughs> but um, it, it does have uses. But the thing is, is Google ads and digital advertising 
you can prove your ROI so much better. So we will get back to that because as you know, our, my biggest frustration is trying to get that, that last little connection. Right. Uh, and we do lots of other, we get really, really close. We just don't quite get to hundred percent. Of course. So, uh, so Dylan's business includes a heavy focus on nonprofits and it's, it was interesting to me, as you all know, um, I'm a big fan of the three-tiered price list. His tiers are different than your tiers, and they're worth considering. Um, so why don't you tell us kind of how you, how you make money not charging people for <laughs> nonprofit advertising? Well, I, I operate solely on exposure. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so nonprofits through they can apply for a thing called a Google ad grant now a Google ad grant gives them a large amount of monthly advertising and a large amount of a tax write-off for Google right um, there's a lot of stipulations as to which nonprofits like can apply for it and then once you have it they have all these stipulations of you have to have a certain number of conversions. You have to be performing at a certain level. You have to, well, there's a lot of policy. Right. Yeah, you can only use certain wording. And, of course. Right. And so a lot of these nonprofits, they get, they, they see the amount of money that they get per month with this grant and they're overjoyed. Right. They're like, oh my God, we're saved. And then they set up their first little like smart account, a smart ad and over the period of like three months, it's spent like $150 <laughs> over like these thousands of dollars right. that they could be tapping into. So they're basically, they can't figure out how to spend the money because they can't figure out how to put the ads together in the campaigns. Right. And um, it's part of like Google's best interest to keep that complex. And, and just so we're clear, so 99% of them, their call to action is give us money. Yeah. Right. So these are ads a non-for-profit puts out on Google and then they get people to contribute to their worthy cause. Right. So they, they get more signups for their various events. They get, they literally get more donations. Right. So then you come in and say, I can fix that. Yes. I can go into your account. I can look at your website, look at your cause, figure out your narrative and we're going to optimize that ad grant account and actually get all of the money that you've been allocated. Right. So they love it and then they fire you. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, this is so wonderful. Goodbye. <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, they basically, they take it in house. They say, Oh yeah. Now thanks for getting that going. I, we appreciate you working for free. Uh, now we're going to do it ourselves. And then what happens? <laughs> then, what I was talking about earlier with like, oh, you have to have a certain performance metric. You have to this, have this, that all of the policy issues come in and those policies will change every few months. Um, as like just, just today, there was a new update to Google ads that changed their user interface. It's constantly changing. Right. And so I keep on top of all of those changes. And, and the thing is too, is like, there is such a thing as ad burnout where people have seen the same ads over and over again. And they just kind of stop clicking your performance right. drops. 
So they either experience one of two things. They either experience that ad burnout and the performance they were seeing before slowly starts to drip off. And then they start to experience the second thing. They go in, they're like, oh, well, it can't be that hard. I'll just make an ad myself. Right. And then, they're, then they don't make the ad correctly as in line with the policies of their grant and Google comes in and says, hey, you're not within policies and they put a suspension on their account. So their, their compliance deteriorates over time. Yes. Just because, just, just it naturally does. Mm-hmm. Policies come in, uh, ads get old. Yeah. So forth. Okay. Father time kind of comes in rather quickly. So then you start making money. <laughs> well, then I say, it's like, okay, well, you can bring me on as an account manager. And you don't have to, you just tell me your goals of like, oh, we'd like more donations or this, we're, what we're really interested in is this event coming up and we want to get more signups for that. That's all you need to tell me. And then I make the account do that. And, and so at that point, you are charging them for your services. Right. Because then uh, I'm, I'm brought on as an account manager and as a kind of a consultant. And then they get to reach out to me and I'm just their point of contact to make their right. account. So what I loved about this, the first time he told me about it, is that it starts out with, I'm going to give you free services because I'm a nice guy, which follows one of the absolute fundamental rules of of any, including social media, mm-hmm. of, uh, of marketing, which is show value first. And then people say, oh, I can do this myself. And they have to learn for themselves that they actually can't do it themselves. And then they invite Dylan back in and he fixes them up. So let's talk about your three-tiered pricing list. Okay. So <clears throat> I have three simple tiers where my bottom tier is that volunteer work where I'm doing this for free and I do that in the hopes of they're going to convert later down the road and also just you know out of my own goodwill. I work with a lot of worthy causes. Um, and then my and then the top two tiers I have as my first priority clients and my second priority clients. So and- basically, if you're in a hurry, you pay more. Exactly. <laughs> if you're saying, I had one client that was, they were a volunteer client and they were saying, well, uh, I gave them my timelines of like, they're like, okay, well, how long until we get ads running? And I'm like, okay, here are the timelines. First, I have to do an, a general assessment. Then I'll put up the structure of your account. This is how long this is going to take. And they're like, and then they tell me, well, we have this event coming up in April and we need signups by then. That's totally fine. Here are my prices for higher priority clients. And your prices are monthly. Monthly, yes. So it's, so it's goal-oriented and it's a monthly flat fee. Yes. So you will get their promotions up and you'll make sure that they're compliant, that their money is flowing to them from Google. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and that's sort of, not, I don't want to call it fake money, but it's donated money that can only be used for advertising. Yes. So they, they've got this sort of advertising budget and then money flows in from contributions. Mm-hmm. So cool. All right. So I like, I like the business model. I like the strategy. I like the fact that, I mean, I mean, you've told me if somebody comes back to me and says, we really, really, really don't have any money. They'll say, okay, I, I do have free hours available, but 
not today. Yeah. <laughs> not tomorrow. <laughs> a lot of those uh, it's volunteer timelines are pretty long because I'm very busy. Right. And I will totally help. Like a lot of these are very, like I said, very worthy causes that I would love to help. And so um, that's why I even offer the, the second priority clients because those are the, I was like, okay, if you don't have that much of a budget, here is a pricing option. Right. You can get something. Uh, yeah. So maybe, maybe top tier gets it immediately and mm -hmm. uh, second tier it might be in three or four days and then bottom mm -hmm. tier is next week. So, exactly. Yeah. So, okay. So <clears throat> then I want to talk about, um, and I think, I think everybody who listens regularly will enjoy this part. Um, Dylan has helped me. I, I probably been doing Google ads, I don't know, maybe 10 years, seven years, something like that, a long, long time. And over the years, I've taken Google's advice on setting things up <laughs> and they have automated advice. And then once you start spending enough money, then they, they give you a number and you can call and uh, you can talk to a consultant uh, who says, oh no, ignore all of that free advice <laughs> that the automated system gave you. Stop adding all those keywords. Stop doing all of this and that. Put in your negative keywords, you know, dial in your audience and they start helping you. So Dylan is Google certified, Google ad certified. Yes. And you refresh that from time Yearly. to time. Annually. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he, he actually knows what's going on on the inside. So he looked at my account and he didn't really laugh out loud to me publicly, but <laughs> he, he did say, you know, we could easily improve the performance here, dialing in the keywords, dialing in the audience, splitting it up, you know, doing lots of things. Mm -hmm. So now we have campaigns where we literally track, we were just looking at stats week by week. What did we spend and what kind of uh, performance or interaction did we get? Uh, I think one of the big things we did to speed up our websites was to s stop letting Google ads interact with our websites. Yet we limited that. We compartmentalized it using a tool. So, so what happens is you, when you get certain things going on, uh, if you watch how pages load and there are tools you can use to see how fast they load, you'll see a lot of your performance drag is Google ads slowing down your pages which just creates a higher bounce rate. Right? It does. And you have to be careful because there are certain uh, tracking components that purposely slow down things so that they can make sure that everything is loaded and it can read all of it before right. it loads the next thing. Um, yeah, that's, there are cases that you may want that, but not most of the time. <laughs> like. so, so then we have a call to action. So for everything that we do, there's something. So if, if you're a managed service provider, your call to action is probably going to be get the free report, uh, contact our uh, salespeople for an appointment, schedule a network assessment or, you know, something like that. So your call to action is going to be something where you can literally have a page where people fill out a form to request something or whatever. So the conversion tracking in Google ads is fairly straightforward because you can look up in, and correct me if I'm wrong, but okay. so it's in Google analytics where we start tracking like, Oh, when this page shows up, we consider that a valid conversion. We don't actually need Google Analytics for that part. So that's Google Ads. 
That's Google Ads through the use of a tool that I use, of Google Tag Manager. Ah, okay. So Google Tag Manager allows you to do that. And then, so then you just work backwards from there. Okay, so let's say somebody visits your website and then three months later, they go back and they fill out that form. If the original visit came from a Google ad uh, within say 30 days? Yes, you can. It's, you it's can considered a conversion. That. You can extend or shorten that. You can customize how long since they've interacted with an ad, do you consider that interaction to that ad um, a conversion? So it's, it's never perfect, but you can see that, you know, over time, you have an increase in people clicking on the ad because you've fine-tuned the ad, fine-tuned mm -hmm. the marketing, fine-tuned the audience, right? Fine-tuned yes. the keywords. That's a whole nother beast. Yeah. <laughs> All of those things have to be done. And then you can say, okay, and then that leads to so many conversions. So the, the thing that I found most interesting for what we do is uh, again, we can never be perfect, but we can actually do pretty good at dialing in because I control the store and I control the forms and I control the website. Mm -hmm. um, we can dial in a lot of the um, stats and see, okay, somebody clicked here and then they did this and then they did that and then they sat on the sidelines for a week and then they came back and bought. Um, yes. And so... Uh, it, it's really dramatically improved our analytical ability as well as our sales. Mm -hmm. um, most importantly. Yeah, most importantly. <laughs> so um, anyway, so when, when you look at something like that, how can people get started themselves or do they just have to hire you? or hire well, They have to hire me and they have to pay <laughs> me so much money. <laughs> no, there's a few ways. I mean, there's plenty of online tools if you really – the thing is, is at the end of the day, it's, it's not, I mean, it is still a complex process, but it's not the most complex process. Um, and there are lots of, there's lots of ad agencies that are making videos and putting information out there because they want you to convert to them. Right. Well, um, and just a note on that. So I've mentioned many, many times to Dylan, mm -hmm. Google ads will happily take all of your money and give you nothing in return. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it occurs to me the same is true with most ad agencies. Oh, yeah. They, they will say, hey, so what do you charge? Oh, and some of them are $7,500 a month. And the guarantee is zero, not one thing. I saw one recently that they their pricing model was just 15% of your ad spend. Wow. Not even of like what you earn. See, see what's funny is... <laughs> If you could guarantee me revenue, if I could say right. that, you know, I had, you know, six people sign contracts because of this, right? I'd give you 10% of the setup fee, right? You know, just cause, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, because there's, you know, that's pay for performance instead of pay for click. Yeah. So, um, so the, a lot of people had this experience of having paid somebody to help them with Google ads. And then again, they try to do it in house. Yeah. And it's not any easier for a commercial enterprise than it is for a non-for-profit. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, it's the same animal except for, I mean, I've told you about how like, I feel like it's harder for a nonprofit going through this grant because you have all these policy compliance these to like, look out for and 
And then they send you these big scary emails. Of, Your account is in non-compliance and it's going to be shut down. It's not, it's never going to be shut down. It's always only going to be paused and then you change it and then it was reactivated right. immediately. Now, well, and then the other thing is that we have, you still have to follow guidelines and yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, we were just talking about so that. Kind of, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's a part, a halftime job, but Dylan spends a huge amount of time creating ads and then convincing Google that <laughs> according to their own policies, these ads are okay. Oh yeah. I, so what kind of things make an ad get rejected? Cause I, I when I used to have them rejected, I would mm -hmm. just like delete them and go write a different ad. Which, which I've seen online is a legitimate advertising strategy is just deleting it and trying it again, uh, which I feel like is the like, IT equivalent of turn it off and turn it back on. <laughs> right, <exactly. laughs> like, um, and it's like, great. We have no idea what we're are, are these automated processes or yes. are human beings looking at them? No, you're like, it's always going to be Google's automatic robot. It's triggered something and it's a, you know, it's, it's funny because I feel like that automated robot is gunning for my job. Right. Um, well, but, and Google, has a bias against IT service providers. They're, yeah. they're all considered to be fake spammers, um, you know, trying to steal people's money. And, you know, it's really hard to get some of these ads approved. Well, it's, it, it's with IT. It's, I've also had ridiculous um, since, uh, situations with some of my nonprofit clients. Like I had one that's an animal shelter. And this animal shelter was running ads for adopting animals. And we got a, like a strike of like a, hey, this is a limited approval on your ads. Like you're, you're getting close to the wire because your, your ad is about abortion. Wow. And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> I looked at the ad. I, I did like, I tried to look at like the back end of the site. I'm like, is there any weird thing here? Nothing. But the word adoption was there, which is wow. super close. And so I contacted and I went back and forth. A lot of the work that I do for these nonprofits is kind of just going toe to toe with Google. Right. And well, and it's, it's AI versus human beings. Yes. And so I, I go to Google. I've, I've gone up their chain of command like quite a few times get somebody that has the power to just overrule and that's what happens. And that's what happened with that is I contacted them and I was like, look, there's nothing in here. And the first message they sent back was like, Oh, look at that. It's fixed. There is never there. It's performing normally. It's like, better be right. Than that. It's just like, I remember every time I would have a problem with Pacific bell, I call and say, Hey, your, your internet's having a problem. They would, they would say, just a minute. Nope, we checked. There's no problem here. And then I look and yeah, it's all back on. Oh, look at that. Somebody rebooted a router. Definitely so, the so, <laughs> squeaky wheel. So you, you help with that, getting the ads actually approved. And then the other thing, and I don't even, to be honest, I don't know how you have the time to do this. <laughs> I always knew just, you know, the, the thing I have to do is A-B testing, mm -hmm. right? change one word, change another word. And I can write 12 ads that are almost identical. Right. But you also will change the color of the background or change the graphic and have yeah. identical ads with a different color, a different background. 
and then see which one works. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, th- that is huge. And that's something that a business owner, like you're just never going to have the time to do that. Oh no, that is, that is a time consuming process because it, it, it's more of a creative process because I have to think, okay, that's, that's more of like, uh, the old school marketing of just like, okay, let's look at our target audience. What kind of messaging do we want to do? It's the same kind of marketing that you have done in a newspaper, like way back when that was the right medium to advertise. Um, and that's when I was getting started in this, I, I did not immediately go to Google ads or go to the bells and whistles, the final thing. I started my journey by learning the fundamentals of old school marketing and sales the things that are going to be there when all of the electronics turn off (laughs) the tried and true principles. And so when I'm going through and I'm designing new ads and new ad campaigns and trying different angles and kind of doing a, B, C, D, E, F testing, um, we, I'm doing a kind of lengthy process of trying to figure out, let's try some, radically different kind of messaging so that we can really, um, which was something I picked up when I was doing research science. I had this one um, PI, like uh, the leader of the laboratory, she was the professor there. And I was doing these month long experiments and I would change the variable a little bit each time, just a little bit here, a little bit there. And she got very fed up with me. (laughs) And she was like, radically change it, like change it by huge amounts and then figure out the trends from there. And I realized that I was making too small of changes Uh each time. And so I use that same guiding principle when we're making advertisements is because we are launching an experiment of sorts. We don't really know, but I'm going off of my best. So it'd be like you take, you, you create ads one on each end of the spectrum yes and then you start okay now let's create one in the middle and then let's you know and dial it in yeah uh and and we have many many times so i don't know if if you'll meet with everybody as frequently as we meet but uh, well if they pay (laughs) (laughs) goes back to that priority tier (laughs) for enough money um, but but so we dial it in but we don't always make changes we very frequently will say let that budget sit until it's a month old until we actually know that we, because sometimes, you know, what what you're tempted to do is to say, that looks like it works, crank it up. Let's go, you know, make a million dollars. But if it, but if what you're seeing is some weird anomaly because there's a billion variables and you control six of them. Exactly. So you, you can't just like, see a small trend and then crank it up. You have to see a long-term trend and then start spending more money and more money. There's also a cap at which, what, of how much money makes sense to spend. Right. So what do you That's think is the big. minimum? Like if, if uh, an IT service Ooh. provider is setting a budget, do you have to spend $100 a week, $1,000 a week? Well, that's... That is a question I get very frequently and very frequently stumps me because I never can give them, oh, this much. Ah, so I, there is no good answer. There's no, and if somebody's saying this much right there, <laughs> I would be very cautious of that person uh, because it sounds like they're a very good salesman. Well, and, and so you're not taking any piece of the action, right? So, right. So I get, I get, we negotiate my compensation outside of. Right. That. So, 
So your, your only goal is you, you need the performance to be good enough so that I continue to pay you every month. Exactly. So it's not, it's not like, oh, you know, I need you to spend more because I'm going to make more. Right. I take a much more personal interaction with my uh, clients rather than just viewing them purely as a resource. Right. So if people are promoting, and you may not have an answer for this, but if people are promoting their uh, services, do you have any idea if it would be better for an IT service provider to be promoting um, a product? Say, hey, we have the best price on I will, backup and disaster recovery versus a free network assessment. Right. Uh, I will say something is kind of, this isn't a flat, like I can't really give that number because it varies quite a bit, but this is my guiding philosophy on pricing that, which is, lower involvement purchases are you can get away with a smaller budget and then higher involvement purchases are going to require more of a budget higher involvement from you or the client the client so it's like um, so if i'm going to commit to a managed service contract yes that's going to be a more expensive sell yes but then i'm hopefully i'm going to get a client that is going to pay me two thousand dollars a month exactly so yeah so that my cost of acquisition can certainly be above a dollar <laughs> right and it's like when when you're dealing with uh if you're looking at it from the your your clients your um audience that's going to be converting into bringing business for you not for me but for you when they have to spend when it's at a higher price point price point for them, they're going to need more convincing in order to actually make that purchase. Right. And so if you pay me, you know, like, you know, a couple of pennies a day to like run a couple ads and you go, well, no one's converting. This is terrible, Dylan. <laughs> then it's the same thing, like going to like some major magazine and purchasing, you know, a little classified ad at the right. And right. you're like, a, a one inch ad in the corner that you yes. run once. Yes. That you run once. And you're like, well, we got nothing from that. We want, we're not going to buy a full page. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the exact same kind of principle. Cool. All right. So sadly we're out of time, but here's the deal. Oh. I want anybody who's got questions about Google ads and so forth, go ahead and, you know, put them in the comments down below, put them in an email to me or, uh, you can send an email to Dylan. Mm -hmm. What's your email? My uh, business email. I, I shorten my last name because it's a long thing. For all twist. <laughs> yes, it's a whole thing. So I go by uh, Dylan, D-Y-L-A-N, quest, digital, at gmail.com. Dylan Quest Digital. Yes. Uh, at Gmail. All right. So uh, send in questions because I would like to have Dylan back another time and talk because there's so many details you can't even imagine uh, of what we've gone through. Uh, a lot of A-B testing. Uh, I work hard to have Kara and Ruben create landing pages that work, mm -hmm. but then Dylan allows us to do A-B testing. We'll literally divide the traffic between two web pages and, and see what comes out of that. So Yeah, we've done some great just isolating out a lot of variables so that we can really get a clear answer. Well, thank you for your time. I appreciate yes. it. Uh, and I'll pay you for it anyway, so it doesn't really matter <laughs> whether I appreciate it or not. Uh, anyway, uh, this has been another SMB Community Podcast. Please, if you like it, give it a thumbs up, like it on iTunes, all that happy stuff, share it with your friends, and we will see you next time.
Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.